Welcome to Refreshing Word, a life-changing experience with Bishop David Yali of Catch the Anointing Center, a denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, UDOLGC. Bishop Yali is a medical doctor by profession and the resident bishop of the Rose of Sharon Cathedral, La Accra, Ghana. He has an insight into the Word of God and ministers powerfully under the anointing. Join us now for a life-changing and refreshing experience with Refreshing Word. Dear Heavenly Father, the Father of our Lord Jesus, thank you for the gift of your Son, Jesus. Thank you for the blood of Calvary. Thank you for the church, the body of your Son. Thank you for your wonderful Holy Spirit. Pray that this morning, Ephesians 1.10, Father, put together this service in heaven in your Son. Look on your Son in us and in our midst and pour the oil of the Spirit on him down to us. Let your spirit fill this place as far as my voice can reach. Whatever is not of God is cursed in the name of Jesus. We bind you, Satan, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let the atmosphere be heaven. Pray for angels. Father, have your way. Have mercy on this little boy. Hold me, Lord, in your hand. And let it be the outflow of the seven spirits of God. As I speak in the name of the Lord Jesus. Pray for every heart, including mine. Make our hearts like the heart of your son. To receive and to understand. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us be seated. Amen. I said amen. Put your hands together. Last week on the Healing Jesus um, service, I was showing uh, something small, something small about the cross and proposition. I think I'd like to end what I was saying. Amen. Now, um, you know, Paul said in um, uh, in First Corinthians chapter, chapter two, verse two, he said that. I have I determined to know nothing among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. You see, because he had gone to Ephesus and I see at uh, Athens or something. He was talking about some poets, what the poets had written about God and all those things. And he didn't he didn't get much results. Now he had changed his mind. Now look, what brings results is Jesus and him crucified. And I think that's the most important topic that me and you should, should hear. You see, many people think that the cross, when you talk about cross, I talk about sufferings. Yes, that, that is what it means. But it, it's also God's hidden, uh, uh, how do you call it? Um, God's hidden, I don't know what, what way to use, but if God wants to bless you, it's from the cross. All right. Because that's where the righteousness of God is revealed. Do you get what I'm saying? Now, so last week we read from um, 
Romans 3 verse 1 that the righteousness of God without the law is revealed or manifested eh? being witnessed by the law and the prophets that is to say the righteousness of God which is by faith in Jesus Christ unto all or upon all that believe there's no difference so what the Bible is saying is that before the righteousness by faith came there was the righteousness of the law which we could not I mean we could not when they give you the laws of God you can't you can't do all before the day ends already you have lied 15 times you have done this and you have done that and you have done that so God decided to change the righteousness of the law now through the faith of his son because Jesus came to the cross to pay for all our sins so that through faith in Jesus Christ now we become righteous the night is no longer us but it's the Holy Spirit that is in us who fulfills the righteousness of the law in us and, and makes it easy for us to do God's righteousness do you get what I'm saying now so 23 said, for all have sinned and fallen short of, of the glory of God. 24 said, being justified by faith, by, by grace, all right, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. 25, whom God has set forth as what? Propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sin that passed through the forbearance of God. So we're looking at propitiation. All right, that God set his son. We saw redemption in 24. We saw what justification 24, but 25 we see propitiation. Okay, that he set his son that through faith in his blood, okay, there's propitiation. So he set him on Calvary's cross. He set him so the blood will flow. That through faith in the blood, there will be propitiation. And I explained that. Propitiation, the word that looks closer to propitiation is pacification. Pacification is like a diluted form of propitiation. It's like you have alcohol 50% and now it's been diluted to 5%. You understand me? There's the difference between 50% alcohol and 5% alcohol is, 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 is wild. You see, a drunkard drinks 5% alcohol and it doesn't do anything. But if you drink 50%, it will do, do something. So I said, pacification is when somebody is angry and you want to go and pacify. So usually, pacification is really done by enemies and traditionalists. Like, like, I mean, just for the past few days, a uh, few, what, the, last, the whole of last month, we were in a, a festival season where sacrifices and things were being made on the land. Proof libations, gods, and everything. That is pacification. If the gods, they, they say gods are angry, they have to pacify them. Ancestors are angry, they have to pacify them. I mean, that is what is done with animals, goats, sheep, cows, fowls, and all kinds of things. But in propitiation, you see, it is more, it has to do with God who is angry with man, okay, and in order to pacify himself, kills himself to pacify himself. So it's like a deity is angry with man and now he 
kills the soul. That's why no religion, no, no, nobody does that. Only God could do that because that was the only way he could save us. The only way he could save us was to shed his blood. And the Bible said, when we have faith in this blood, then we there is what we are he's pacified. He's pacified. Amen. And then all our sins are remitted and forgiven. In the Old Testament, God had to be not propitiated, but pacified through animals. Hebrews 10 verse 5. Look at what, what Jesus said. Hebrews 10 verse 5. When he came, as Jesus came into the world, he says, sacrifice and offering, thou wouldest not, but a body has that prepared me. Because they were also into animals, everything. But God said, no, I'm tired of these bad people. They sacrifice. He sacrificed a goat. The following day, no, he's, he's, he's doing the same thing. So now he prepared Jesus a body. Verse, verse 6. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, thou hast no pleasure. Verse 7. Then said, but said I, lo, I come in the volume of the books. It is written of me to do your will. So Jesus' body was also prepared for that. Hallelujah. Amen. So that after God is pacified, I told you last week that he is no longer, you see, we were alienated from him by sin. And he too was also alienated from us by wrath. Because he was, he's, he was angry with man. Ephesians 2, 3. Among whom you had your conversations. And eh? in the what? In the last of the flesh. Fulfilling the desires of the flesh of the mind. And were by nature children of wrath. So naturally we were children. So those who don't know Christ are children of wrath because God is angry with everybody. And I explained that you have to turn yourself from a child of wrath into a child of love. So when you die, you don't meet God as a child of wrath. It's very, you see, when you die, even the blood of Jesus doesn't work. But so, Lord, now uh, uh, please have changed. No, it doesn't work after the, the blood, I don't want to use the, the word expire, uh, uh, but when you die, it doesn't work. It only works when you are alive, when you have flesh, then it works. Are you understanding me? So now that we have received Jesus and his propitiatory sacrifice, okay, and it's the reason why the Holy Spirit is that I'm not angry with you. Can you imagine? Give me Ephesians 1.13. NLT. Eh? You say I'm not angry with you. So now I like you. Say God likes me. Say God likes me. Say shame on you devil. You have been telling me lies. That God doesn't like me. God remembers my past. And everything. And he's bringing all your past. Say no my past has been forgiven. In Jesus name. Eh, Ephesians 1 13, quick, NLT. And now you also have heard the truth 
the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own. Hey, clap for God. At first he was angry. But now you are what? His own by giving you the... He gave you God. He identified you and gave you God whom he had promised. So now you have an identification. And the identification is God's spirit is in you with you. That's how we are seen as Christians. So I want you to know that God loves you. God likes you. You are God's favorite child. In spite of the negativity. Let me tell you. So I tell you. The fact that God loves, loves you doesn't mean you'll be, exempt, you'll be exempted from Satan's temptation. Because when, when, when he said, Jesus, you are my beloved son. No. Wilderness and temptation. So don't let your experiences confuse you. Because mm. sometimes we get confused. Oh God, why? <laughs> I thought after the all night, now it's like things should whatever. Last week, last week we did we did a, a breakfast meeting for all converts and first timers who who don't come to church, and then they all came. Eighty-eight gave their life to Christ. The following day. None of them appeared. He said, hey, but see, he loves us. At least, at least we, we have done what he wanted us to do. He still have the, you see, the father people they didn't come to church today. Doesn't mean I mean doesn't mean that God doesn't like us. He loves us. Yes, he loves us. So be encouraged. Do you understand me? Don't let your background confuse you. About God's lives, why is that? Look at where I am behind my house. There's an idol behind the house. Yeah, that's where you were born. That's where God put you. He brought you there so that you change the place. Now, so now, last week I started one, I started uh, showing on our state before God was pacified. How were we, were we like? Ephesians chapter uh, 2 verse 11. And today I'm going to tell you about our state after. So I'll just run through very quickly. He said that what? Remember that ye being Gentiles. So number one, you were a Gentile. Before God, God was propitiated, you were a Gentile. Look, no matter what you do, you were what? A gentile. A gentile is someone who is morally deficient. He didn't have the loss of God. He said he can do anything. And the Jews were being guarded those times by the word of God and by the loss of God. You understand what I'm saying? So what it means that now you are, now you are not you were a gentile. So now you are not what a gentile. You are what a Jew. Say I'm a Jew. Say I'm a gang Jew. <laughs> I'm a Jew who lives in love. That's why you're going to be so blessed. But God has changed your identity and even given the Holy Ghost as a Jew. Number two, he said, you were called uncircumcision eh, by they that were called circumcision by hand. So, you were, you remember when David met Goliath? You uncircumcised 
Philistine. That is how David would have told you if he met you those times. Said, you are circumcised from La. <laughs> but now David cannot say that. Are you understanding me? Because our circumcision was by the Spirit of God. You see, now you are not, you are not, you are not, uh, you, are, you are not an uncircumcised person. You have been circumcised. Number three, he said, verse 12, you were without Christ. So our state was without. Without means outside of Christ. Outside of Christ. No Christ. Just anybody who didn't accept the propitiatory sacrifice of Jesus, Christ, of, of, of Jesus dies a Christless life. But now, you are without Christ. But now you are, you are, you are. So if, if it's without the money, you are within. So I'm within. Walk as one who is within Christ. For our lives are hidden in Christ. Do you know God's secret place? If God wants to hide you, do you know where he hides things? Hides them in Jesus. Psalm 91 says that, says that he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I'll say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God whom I trust. Why? Because I'm hid in this what, secret place. But Colossians 3, 3 says, shows us the secret place. For our lives are hid with Christ in God. So if God wants to hide you, he just hides you in his son. Because when he hides you in his son, okay, then the son is also in the father. So you are in a place of security. So to be without Christ is not good. So we're without Christ. And number four, go back. And without what? Hope. Eh? We're aliens to the commonwealth of Israel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Aliens. Can you just imagine when you say alien? Many years ago, there was a president in Ghana who said that he brought the aliens, what? Is it compliance or something? Compliance order. So all Nigerians, everything, all the everybody had to leave, pack, and then go and they, they all they left their shops. So many years later to Nigeria also decided to retaliate. They also retaliated and all Ghanaians were also brought back. Hey, that's not easy. You see, so to be an alien, can you just imagine? So, but it's like there's a commonwealth common pot that has a wealth. There's a blessing. You see, there's a blessing on the Jews. And God said, we were without it. So, me and now you are inside. You are a candidate of blessing. I don't care where you live. That is why I have so much hope in La. Ellie, I have so much hope. If you keep on coming to church, you will join this, what? Common world. And then he said that we were strangers to the covenant of promise. You see, a covenant that God made on Man Moriah and the angel of the Lord cried out from heaven the second time and said, by myself, by myself, this God, he said, I swear myself that Abraham, in blessing, I'll bless you, in multiplying, I'll multiply you and your seed shall possess the, what? The, 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 the gates of his enemies. And the Bible said, this swearing that he swore, he swore to Abraham and his seed, which is Christ. So when Christ came into our life, we joined the promise. And therefore, we 
are supposed to be partakers of the covenant of promise. What, are, what has God said? And we feel it. Yes, we know. We feel it. But Galatians 3 29. Because I am Christ, I am Abraham's seed, and therefore a heir of the promise. Maybe. Maybe you live behind that charcoal, charcoal house, behind the, the mango tree where they burn charcoal, and then they, there's that public toilet there. That's where you grew up. Even when you're going to, you are, you are, you, even when you feel like doing the thing, you have to go and queue. You see, but the Bible said that you're what? Abraham's seed because of Christ. You better stand on this promise. It's a covenant. Stand on this promise and declare that I live by behind the gutter, but I am Abraham's seed. And what? And a child or what? And an heir of the promise. Everything that God said to Abraham, I am part of that promise. Everything that God said. I'm not my my promises is not based on my father, it's not based on my mother, but it's based on what God said to Abraham. And Jesus came to came as the true blood and fulfilled it on Calvary. What God said in, on, on, on Mount Moriah was fulfilled. Colossians 2:17 said that. Colossians 2:17. What does it say? It says, All those things were shadows. But the real body, say body, is Jesus Christ. So when Christ shed his blood, the real body of the promise, that's what the promise can move from Jerusalem to La and change your life. Don't, don't, don't walk with, you see, sometimes you see, we have seen too many things. We, I mean, we don't see good, uh, we don't see mentors. You don't see good examples. Maybe the example you see that a man lives there, his wife lives there in the evening, then the man goes and sleeps over, and the morning he goes, or oh, oh, the man has five wives, whatever, or when you were at age 14, they say, your father and your mother say that, now you are old, 14 years, so move. Because it's just, it's just one room. So now you are forced even to go and live with a man. That's the example you know. But I want you to know. I say I want you to know that the body is Jesus Christ. Let's believe in the covenant of promise. In the name of Jesus, the son of the living God, whose I am. Eh? So begin, begin, begin to renew your mind. Now the next point, what, did he, what, what does he say? I'm just trying to go over what I said last week. What does he say? He said, we're without hope. Yes, there's no hope. There's no hope for the Christless. Look, you may drive a Pajero, but there's no hope. Because there's, there's a, a hope called a living hope. First Peter chapter, chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his abundant mercy, has begotten again on as again unto a lively hope. Some people have hope for politics. Recently, we just saw the MPP went for the elections. People had hope. Five have been dropped. Because they all, if they didn't have hope, they wouldn't have gone. Now, five also are going to stand. They have hope. Whether, whoever wins also now have to go national. They have hope. 
and then, then Muhammad also come. They also have hope. But some will be bombed out. By 2024 December, we'll see that some have fallen. You see, but I want to tell you, there's, there's a hope that is alive. Anytime you see live in the Bible, anytime you see life, you are thinking about the Holy Ghost. There's a hope that comes from the Holy Ghost. It's a living hope. And that hope gives you hope in this life. And gives you hope in also towards heaven. That's why we die in hope, knowing where we are going. Yes, it's a living hope. It carries life of God. And, and, and hope has to do with today is not good, but tomorrow will be, will be okay. And once it's alive in you, it, it gets you excited. Even today, even though today you are crawling, you know that though I'm crawling today, tomorrow I'm going to run. <laughs> though I'm crying today, but tomorrow I'm going to laugh. It's a living hope. So you were without hope and you were without God. You see, that were without God. Without God is the opposite of God with us, Emmanuel. It's like there's no Emmanuel in your life. That's how, that's how we were before Christ died. There was, there's no, you see, Emmanuel means that God is with you. And when Emmanuel is with you, you see pointers. There are things in your life that you say, ah, God is with this guy. That this is Emmanuel. This thing is not normal. This one, it is Emmanuel because God is with, is with him. Now, very quickly, I now want to talk about after the when when now God is smiling on you, after he has been pacified. Eh? Eh? You want to know? You want to know? I say, you want to know? What I'm saying with you, I'm talking about the cross, but I'm talking about it's what the cross is supposed to do in our lives. Now, Ephesians 2 1. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm saying, oh, oh, I should, I should go and tell people in Pandai. <laughs> oh, sweet Spirit of God. Sweet Holy Spirit. And you, Hasi, you see, he talks, he talks before he comes to where we, we, are, we arrived. And you have seen quicken who were dead in trespasses and in sins. You were dead. When you see dead in the Bible, it means no Holy Ghost. Your spirit was dead. You are in drunkenness, dead in tramadol, dead in prostitution, dead. But I said, now that dead person, is that word quickening means to make alive? So when God said that, look, now you are my own because I have received Jesus and I gave you the Holy Spirit, you are my own. And I love you. He made you alive. Say, I'm alive. Say, I'm alive in Christ. Say, I'm alive in Christ. Say, I am alive in Christ. 
alive which the Holy Spirit does. You see, he makes alive not only, you see, your spirit man which was dead now becomes alive and suddenly you know, God is your father. You have a relationship with your father. You see, it, it, it's such a mystery. As long as you become born again, it's like, ah, God is my father. That's, that's their life. Now, he can make your soul also alive. You see, there's a lot of chaos sometimes in the soul. The mind, the emotions, and the will. The emotions are anger, uh, sadness, all kinds of mix up things, hatred, envies, all kinds of whatever. But he can make it, can make it alive. And suddenly it is tended towards God. Even the mind can be tended towards God. Even the body he missed, it can make it alive. Romans 8, 11, If the spirit of him that raised Christ dwells in you, he that raised Christ from the dead shall also Quicken your mortal, mortal, mortal. Suddenly, your kidneys are alive. Your heart is alive. Even your brain can become alive. You become brain. Your vision can become alive. That is why Moses, by 120, hey, the guy's eyes, eh, I tell you, sharp. His eyes were not abated. Strong. He was, he, he was walking. They were walking. 120 were walking. He was the one who was leading them. Bones were alive. God had to kill him. Say I'm alive. Say things are alive in me. And I do lively things. In Jesus name. Yes. May you be alive in the office. You are so much alive. alive. They, they know you. When, when, you are, when, when you are around. Everybody's alive. Not by the fact that, oh, you are a sanguine. No, no, no. no. I'm, not, I'm not talking about temperament. I'm talking about being alive by being quickened by the Holy Spirit. He can quicken a melancholic. He can quicken a choleric. He can quicken a, 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 a phlebatic and a sanguine. Yes. Alive. And, 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 and it makes you sensitive to God. That's the whole purpose of being quickened. You become sensitive to the voice of God. You see, if you have quickened them, as I'm preaching them, you'll be hearing God. But as I'm preaching, if you're not quickened, you may, you may hear Bishop Yali. And you go home and the, what I'm saying, they didn't even bless you. Many people don't get blessed by messages because they don't have a quickened heart. But if you are quickened, you can even receive like three messages in a sermon. You are listening to a message, four. It's like the message, like, like four messages. I pray that, that as God loves you, may you be a quick may you be quickened 
number two. Ephesians 2.5. Ephesians 2.5. Even with dead in sins, hath he quickened together with Christ, for by grace you are saved. The second thing that he has done because he loves you is that he has changed your group. When you were dead in sins, maybe we were with drunkards were friends. Sakara boys were your friends. Ambulance were friends. But now, he has quickened you together with his son. Say, I'm quickened together with Jesus. So, so, when he made me alive, it is together with Jesus. Say, together with Jesus. When I sit in the car, I am together with Jesus. When, I, when I'm eating, I am eating together as a quaking Christian, together with Jesus. He didn't quicken me alone. Together with Jesus. In other words, his son, he has quickened many people together with Jesus and Jesus is the head. So we walk with quickened people. We walk not with unbelievers. A Christian is not supposed to walk with unbelievers. We, 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 we work with them at the workplaces, but unbelievers are not your best friends. Show me your friend, and I'll, I'll, I'll show your character. Do not be deceived. Is that not what he says? First Corinthians 15, eh? Eh? 34. Yes. You see, you don't even know the scripture. Sorry, 33, 33. Do not be deceived. Do not what? Be deceived. You see this holy, almighty God saying to you little girl and little boy and 80 year old man or whatever you are that don't be deceived. In other words, you can be deceived. Evil communication corrupt good manners. Corrupt good character. So when you are with people who are talking evil every time, it corrupts you. And my friends are wind smokers. And I've been with them for 10 years. I mean, I don't, I don't smoke. Yes, you don't smoke, but you do other bad things. Yes. You are not worse than God. When you follow bad people, you do bad things. Some of you, you never have slept with a man or a, 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 a guy had it not been for certain bad relationships that you found yourself in. And that's when the Bible says in Ephesians 2.5 He has quickened us together. And I know that he didn't quicken me alone. Eh? He quickened the, this pastor. He quickened this person. So it's a group with Jesus. It's, everybody has his group. Even another, the president has his, his group. Yes. Even now, the world is, they are trying to form bricks. Where it's like another crop of uh, 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 countries are coming together to form another whatever order. Everybody, everyone wants to belong to to, to, to a group, but we must belong to group of quaking, not even 
unserious Christian, but quicken Christian for by grace that means in other, in other words, it is, it is it is by grace that he has made you alive to be together with Jesus in a new group. So don't joke with the group. Some of us look today that 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 bad boy with your friend disconnects. It's not helping you. Oh? Oh, I should go to Tamale and tell them, oh, Malawi. But you are changing. If you say, I like you, at first I'm angry with you, and my son was said to pacify me, and I've quickened you together with him, you better stay with his son in the group that his son heads. And number, number three, verse six. Are you learning something? Yes. That's your person. Look, I don't want to do anything any among you save Jesus. Because you see, the cross, eh? <laughs> you have no idea what he can do to you. You want finances, go to the cross to change you. And has raised us up together. 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 In other words, he, he raised us up together and made us to sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So when Jesus was ascending to sit down, we were raised. You see, to raise somebody, you see, we can raise your rank from starting to where? W2. To staff sergeant, then W1 to W2, then senior. Yes. You see, he didn't know me. W2 to W1. So he can promote you. You understand me? And God said, okay, now that I'm pacifier and I like you, I'm promoting my son. And I want to promote you also. Are you understand me? So the cross brings promotion. But the promotion is a promotion to go and sit in heaven. I am on the earth, but I sit in heaven. Yes, seated. It's a promotion. It's a lifting up. Now this promotion to heavenly places, then what do you think? Heavenly places, earthly places, heavenly places, earthly places. So it's a promotion from earthly life into a heavenly life on earth. Because the earthly life is the carnality and the worldliness. I mean, I hear Friday here was noisy. <laughs> you see? Yesterday, Saturday morning, Charlie, it's like the world, worldliness, which brings nothing. There's no profit. Those who, those who drank the, 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 the booze has, 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 has vaporized. Now they are back to square one. Those who pulled money in their pocket and spent and spent and spent money, now they are come, they are come out to the Hey, there's Kanashi. Those who committed fornication in about 15 minutes, I said, he will call her, hello, Jack, uh, I've missed my period. You have missed your what? 
period. What is period? <laughs> Share. Bible said the way of the sinner is hard. So when God wants to promote you, he promotes you from this earthliness, all these pleasures of sin, eh, which only gratifies the flesh, but leaves you guilt, guilty, destroys your life and everything. So if God wants to promote you, he makes you spiritual. You see, the heavenly life is a spiritual life. Oh yes. Let me tell you, if God wants to promote you in life, in ministry, whatever, no, he makes you spiritual by the Holy Ghost. We're a spiritual person. Yes. And I like to be spiritual. I like to be heavenly. Yes. Because the, you see, the heavenly, the heavenly life is the life of the Holy Spirit. It's life of the influences of the Spirit of God. He influences your thinking. He influences everything. Everything is different. That's what you step. Somebody has changed. Because now, heavenly, not life. And that was the life before the fall. Adam and Eve, it was a heavenly life. It was a spiritual, clothing glory. As soon as they fell to the early life, the glory departed, and the realized not doing. You see, do angels have dresses? Do angels have dresses? Ah, but angels they wear dresses. When you see an angel, who see angels, they are wearing dresses. Yes, glorious dresses made by God. Yes, they didn't sew it. Angels don't sew. What is on there? Ah, then the dress comes. That's Adam and Eve were clothed. As soon as, as they fell, no, they, that, that departed. Now they, they were actually physically naked and they had to go and wear fig leaves. Look at me, where Jojo Armani, Louis Vuitton, what, all that, all the Gucci and everything, and all that in an earthly, earthly life is like, uh, like leaves. But it's a glorious life. I said it's a glorious life. Eh? That's the life that Paul said in Ephesians 1 3. He said, Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. In heavenly places. That word heavenly places it simply means when I'm spiritual. You see, you may think that, oh, let me follow the pleasures of this thing, this, blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, we, we are the people. The Christian, the Christian, everything is boring. Let me tell you, it is boring for you, a Christian, because of the absence of the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit can just jack you up into heaven places, you see that the best life on earth is to be a Christian. And Paul, can you just imagine? You see, you are looking for you are looking for a shoe before you say, "Oh, Father, thank you." You are looking for a car before you say, "Father, thank you." You can't thank God, but Paul doesn't have a car. He doesn't have this, but all he has is that he's in heavenly places. He said, "Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all all 
not that he will bless he has blessed us I have not seen it physically it will only materialize with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places that is why I have hope for you when I look at you with my physical eyes I may not have hope but when I look at you and sit in heaven and look at you I have hope take me to my next point number what four huh. so this take me to my number four you see where you sit is very important you see where the presence sits the things he knows because of where he sits I don't know he knows before he became president he didn't know some things but as a president he knows plenty of things why? where he sits so where he sits is very important I remember one day I went you know Korodia has mountains so I went to stand the mountain I looked, I looked at town. Cars were like Legos. Small, yes. Buildings were very small because the mountain is high. Small, but they are not. But when you get close, you realize that they are that. that. And I could, my view was wide. I could see this side of the town, this side of the town. So I could see far. That's what the angels in Isaiah chapter 6 verse 2 the seraphims because of where they sit they fly with two wings with two wings they bow to the Father, Son and the Holy Ghost and cover their feet and with two wings they cover their faces because they cannot look at God's glory and they cry one to one another holy to the Father holy to Jesus the Son holy to the Holy Ghost and they said for the whole Earth is filled with his glory. Our angels know the whole earth can never be filled with his glory. I mean, look at you just you just move here and go to town. You see that no, there's no glory here. Angels, please, we beg tell us the truth. There's no what glory here. Is there glory in Ukraine who have been bombed? But do you know why, why they say glory? Because they don't look at the present. They look at, they see what God will do. You see, by virtue of where you sit, you will see what God will do. You will see, you will see the end. Sometimes, look, don't kill yourself oh, because the end is good. I said the end is good. But you just have to be up. He saved us to raise us up and make us sit so that we can see far. That is, that is where faith is. You see, the reason why you don't have faith is because of the earthliness but when he lifts you up and you become spiritual you will begin to see the fruit of faith as part of the fruit of the spirit now you see better i say you see better things may look very ugly but you see better i say you see better i see better things in life as i see better things in the church there's coming better things 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 that if we were told you your ears would tangle you may not believe because of where you stand. But when you join us, when we say, this is a mega church, you believe. When we say, this is a mega brother, you believe. When we say, you do well, you believe. Sometimes when they say, you do well, you say, oh, pastor, you don't understand. 
you don't know where you are coming from. It's because we are looking at things from the earthly point of view. That is why he saved us to make us spiritual. The Holy Ghost is very important. Let's not neglect the Holy Spirit. He is the power that raised. He is the power that promotes us from earthliness into spirituality and heavenliness. There's a place of angels. There's a place where we bump into angels. I said there's a place where we bump into angels. When you are coming, angels stand by side because of the level that you are. But when you walk on the earth, it's also there's a place of devils. Because Satan was cursed. God cursed him to move on the earth. So, earthliness makes you encounter the dragon and the snakes. And he was cursed to feed on dust. And we were made from dust. So as he moves on the earth and he, he feeds on your dust, what you call pleasure, you think you are fornicating, you call pleasure, but it is dust of the devil. And that's why sometimes it is difficult to get out because he has fed on you. Uh, he has become very big. He was a little snake but now because of what you are doing some people, they, some, they find it difficult to come out of things. Unless a stronger power comes. That's why as he favored us, look, I want to lift you above the serpent. He raised which you wrought in Christ. When he raised him far above principalities, powers, dominion, might, and anything that is named. He has made him the head of the church and put all things under his feet. Yes. The dragon, the things that must be under our feet when we are spiritual. You don't have to grow. You can be a 14-year-old boy, but you are spiritual. You can be a 13-year-old boy, but you are spiritual. You can be a 12-year-old boy, but you are spiritual. You can be an 89-year-old man, but you are spiritual. I say everybody can be spiritual. There's no you don't have to be a pastor, a prophet to be a spirit to be spiritual. Everybody is made to be to be raised. Holy Ghost The season of spirituality The season of, of heavenliness Let it be a lifting Lift up your people I see people popping up And popping up and popping up Where are they going? He's taking them to be seated with him you have walked on the ground for too long. Karabandi Katalaba. You have walked on the ground for too long. Too long. You have messed for too long. But the time has come for the influence of the spirit. Don't sit la and be a carnal Christian. The carnality is too much. The wordless is too much. It's the reason why you are not seeing God. As though the word of God is not true. As though the word is true. 
Very true. Very true. And number four, number what? Number five. When he raises up, I like this Jesus. I like this God. Jesus, I love this God. When he raises up, yeah, 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 yeah. Give me the chair. Give me the chair. When he raises up, Bala Brandakata. He raised up us in Christ and made us to sit in heavenly places inside of Christ, in Christ. And this is the Father's right hand. Where's the, where's the right hand? So bring me another chair. The right hand. So come. So this is Jesus sitting at the Father's right hand. No, he's not Jesus. He can't be Jesus. Don't, 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 don't receive it. Yes. You have to be. I say, I cannot be Jesus. I can't be Jesus. Sit here. And then you are inside Jesus here. Sitting down. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes will not perish but will be raised together with his son and be seated with his son in heavenly places at his right hand side. That's the reason he swore. That's why he swore by himself on Abraham's ram, the blood. He swore by himself. This is what I do. And I'll never change my mind. He couldn't change his mind for his son to come. However bad the world had become, he didn't change his mind. Now, certain position is a restful position. If God wants to give you rest, just sit down. Psalm 100 verse 10. 110 verse 1. He told, David saw, saw the father talking to the son. He said, and I, the, I what do you call it? The Lord said to my Lord, the Lord said to my Lord, that is Jesus Christ, sit at my right hand side. Until don't fight, son. Me, God, myself, I'll deal with Lucifer, I'll deal with everything and bring him under feet. Don't fight. If God wants to give you rest, sit down. Exodus 14 13. Fear not. Stand still. be still. Don't get involved. For you will see Jehovah's salvation. Many a time you see us as though we are drowning in water. Because like when a drowning man is like ah, 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 and, he, and he gets tired. A lot of our tiredness because it's like we can't even rest. Ah, sometimes I tell myself, I say David, be still. And I can't be still. Be still. And I can't be still. Hey. But it is not in the capacity to be still. The, the, if, if you sit there, the Holy Spirit will still you.
I see five people. The Holy Spirit is telling you the anxieties and the fears are too much. But today, He's bringing rest. Bible calls rest. That is why Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty nine, He said, "Take my yoke." Upon you and learn of me. For I'm meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest. Be yoke. Who yokes after Jesus? The Holy Ghost. He's the one who touches us. We go with him. That's where you see my rest. Matthew 12 8. He said. The son of man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Sabbath means rest. May you have Sabbath. I'm not saying do not be feared, do not be worried. But you see, when you have rest in the midst of pressures and fears, you keep your cool, knowing that this one will fall under my feet. The Holy Ghost will crush it and bring it under my feet. That is why one of the fruit of the Spirit is peace. Peace, calmness of soul. Brother always tells me, he said, me, I don't trade my peace for anything. I, I don't, anything that does disturb my peace, no, I'm not for it. I just want to have my peace. I'm not peace inside. I'm not going to have my peace inside. I pray that He will give us rest so you crush entities. In the community, he will crush things for us. It's not a war. Even Jesus, he told him to sit down. Then how much more you? Jesus, who is God and can crush anything, he said, Sit down. How much more you that you don't can crush anything? That is why when Jesus, Jesus, Karuba Katori and Salaba, Lebranda Kata, may you have rest. Stop the worrying. When will I bring through? When will the husband come? Look, rest. And stop using effort to do things. Some people have fallen, and men have taken advantage of them because they did things. That God was not in it because he wanted a husband. Rest. Number what? My six. My six. I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel Jesus is here. Jesus is walking here.
Jesus is walking here. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Do you know, do you know his name? When, when Jacob was prophesying to his sons and spoke and spoke and spoke and spoke, when he got his son Judah, Genesis 49 verse 10, he said, the scepter, what we used to rule, kings used to rule, the scepter, that's the kingliness, shall not depart from Judah, nor the lawgiver, no kings give laws, from between his feet. In other words, Judah will always produce kings until Shiloh comes. Thou, in other words, until Jesus comes. That word Shiloh means a place of rest. It's the rest of God. That's why when the Holy Ghost could not find any place to rest, on no man. He couldn't rest on Moses. He couldn't rest on anybody. All of that. He just moved them. But when he saw Shiloh standing in the river Jordan, he said, ah, this way. Bible said that, upon whom thou shalt find the spirit, rest. He is the son of God. And as the Jews progressed, they even called their place of worship Shiloh. First Samuel chapter 1, verse 4 or 5. When Elkanah took back to Shiloh, it's almost like the Lord was saying, Look, my son is the church in the Old Testament. It's supposed to be a place of rest. The church is supposed to be a place of rest. People should find rest in the church. People who are hungry, tired, when they come to church, they should find rest. Then what is the church for? It's a place where sinners, everybody, issues, we should find rest. Number one, six. Ephesians 2, 7. They said, my time is up, but give me just a few minutes. It said that then that in the ages to come, when you are seated, I put it that from henceforth, it's like years to come, that from henceforth, because of where you are seated, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us. It's like now that you are seated in this place, it's not time that he wants to show the exceeding riches of his grace. Oh my God. Yesterday, I've, I was driving but we were coming from the Western Virginia. So I took my laptop and I started reading something. I found something. He didn't, he didn't know. I found something. I found a meaning of grace. He said, grace is that which affords joy. Affords joy. Affords pleasure. Affords charm. Affords loving kindness. Afford it, afford the beauty of God. Afford. So I check the meaning of afford. It says, afford means to have enough money to pay. So it means that the things of God, what can afford is grace. I said, My God. 
started praying in tongues. I said, wow, my God, I need to believe so that grace Romans 4, 16 It says that Romans 4, 16 Therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace when I believe grace comes and then grace makes me to be able to afford to the end the promise must be sure to all the seeds not only to those who are of the law but to those who are also of the faith of Abraham so he sits you there so that he will show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness say we, we can never fail in Jesus name say we can never fail and we will not fail those who have predicted our failure hey won't fail those who have predicted our fall we won't fall grace will hold us grace will prosper us it doesn't matter where you are it doesn't matter the community I've never heard anybody say any good thing about this place nobody even pastors bishops but you are in for a shocker because grace I said what grace it can afford the things of God <laughs> I said ha 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 I said grace can afford it my father's house could not afford it my background could not afford I can't qualify but grace can afford it hey, I said grace can afford it I said grace can afford it I don't have to be in East Legon. I don't have to be in Toronto. I don't have to be in where? Uh, 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 Tokyo. Grace. Oh, Holy Ghost. That's why it's about all these, they are conditional. Though. That's why he, he promoted him to be spiritual. But see you, look at you. You are living with a boy who's not married to you. I said, Pastor, preach. It doesn't work. And I must tell you. Let me see my last point and I'll close. Can you take the chairs back? Ephesians 2 8. For by grace I was saved. Only grace, that same grace that he said he wanted to show it to us, no. That also could afford our purchase. Yeah, yeah. And to me, to when we believed in Jesus Christ, grace now could pay for our sins. Mm. Mm. My sister, are you alive? Are you alive? You are alive. Mm. Are you alive? be alive, okay? Verse 9. Not of works. Less any man 
people ask you how is your grace I don't have a boost in it the grace of God verse 10 for we are his workmanship no, no, what number do you have? Seven. So this is number seven. For we are his workmanship. Created. You see, this chair is somebody's workmanship. So when God wanted to recreate us, you see, shapes are put in patterns. Then the poor metal, liquid metal. And when it, it it hardens, you see. Friday, was it Friday? Friday, I was, I was fixing my teeth in Takradi with a friend. And he was looking for a teeth, he couldn't get a teeth. Because my hole was big. Then he said, Don't worry, I'll create one. So he brought some liquid, something. No, it's not liquid. It's, it's a semi-solid. And then he just fit in the hole and press, 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 press. And he removed it. And then he started shipping it, cleaning it. Then he put it, he put it there. I have it. But he had to take the shape of the hole. So that teeth I have, it is his workmanship. So when God also wanted to produce a shape, he put us in his son and we came out as Christians after the pattern of his son. So we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus, patterned after Christ and to good works which he had before ordained, you see, you were very bad, but when he looks at his book and the things he has ordained for you, this bad boy can't do it. She so said, No, my son has to have to propitiate all this so that I'll pass you through my son. By the time you come out, out, no, you are a Christian, so they can do good works. So let me tell you, let me tell you, you are born again for good works. Stop the bad works. Good works. Good works. Good works. Good works. Good works. Do good works. Do good things. Do good. Do good things. Do good things. Jesus did good things. Some of the good things he did. Acts 10 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth who went about doing good and healing. You can heal people. All those who are the devil, you can cast a devil. When we're in secondary school, people, were, you see, devils being cast up by fourteen-year-olds. Secondary school, when in verse nineteen, twenty, you see deliverances, doing deliverances. Where is your gone? Because the modern-day Christians are not. Where is your gone? You see, nineteen-year-olds, come out in Jesus' name.
Jesus did good. He preached. He taught the good things. He can be a teacher. He can be a preacher. Good works. So people glorify God. Matthew 5, uh, is it 514? You are the light of the world. Let us lie some before men. Then we seek your good works and glorify God. Is it 12, 12 or something? So, eh? 514. Yes. So, God wants to see your original destiny. Eh? The original destiny. I had this destiny heaven. You must see it. You must be different from your area people. You must be different from everybody. You must be different from your mother children who are not born again. You must be different because of the good works that are coming out of you. Say, Lord, thank you for the cross. By the cross, by the cross, you love me for these seven wonderful things. Lord, I'm ready for them. I pray for your spirits. I pray for your spirits. I pray for the Holy Spirit to help me. In Jesus' name, let's be on our feet. Thank you for listening to the Refreshing Word with Bishop David Yali. Visit us at the Rose of Sharon Cathedral, La, opposite the La Community Bank, Accra, Ghana. For prayer and counseling, please contact us on plus 233-505-304-337. God bless you.